Hi, everyone. So excited to see you. Uh, it's our last interview before Christmas and New Year. And we have an amazing guest, an amazing topic for you um, as a special gift, a special present for the holidays. Hi, Prachi. Uh, really excited to have Hi, you Anna. with us. Awesome. Hi, so, Anna. As we are waiting for people to join, uh, just a quick introduction. My name is Anna. I'm a CEO and the co-founder of Meander, uh, which is a career development platform for employees, helping them to unlock the next level in their careers. Today, we are talking about a really interesting topic, which is really close to my heart, as I was a product manager before. We will be talking about the future of product management and how this profession might develop, what kind of um, Aspect and um, pitfalls you might expect from it. And we have, I think, the perfect guest to talk about this topic. Uh, so Prachi Garg uh, is an SVP of product with more than 18 years of product management experience and um, experience in such companies uh, such as Amazon, Expedia, Skyscanner, and others. She's been building many amazing products and she will share a bit more about her later. Uh, but before we start, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we'll have about 35 minutes of this conversation. And after that, we'll transition to your questions. So do not hesitate to share them in the comments uh, under, under this broadcast that you can see, uh, because we'd love to cover any burning questions that you might have. And obviously, if you have any questions that you have during our conversation, just feel free to share them anyway. I uh, will go to them at the end of, of, this, um, uh, of this broadcast. Before we start, uh, as usual, please share where you are joining us from and what's your title. Uh, it's usually really interesting to see who is watching us and understand what kind of professions we have in the audience uh, so that we could tailor uh, our conversation to be more useful to you. Without further ado, uh, Prachi, uh, maybe you could do a quick introduction of your experience. Yes, definitely. Hi, Anna, and welcome everyone to the live podcast. <clears throat> so I'm Prachi Garg, and I, as Anna mentioned, I have more than decades of experience in product management from last 18 plus years, building scalable solution across multiple different businesses, small size to big scale companies like Amazon, Expedia, Skyscanner. And uh, so I started my journey as a software programmer and move my way up to product manager after finishing my MBA and then director and a VP and senior VP, the different titles <laughs> across mm -hmm. the whole journey. So my, my uh, mainly I spend a lot of time in B2C, B2B2C companies. And for example, when I was in Amazon, I was building transactional video demand, launching prime video subscription. So it's more around building new media entertainment experiences for the end users. While in Expedia, I scaled the team from one to 50 by understanding the local needs of the travelers in the different countries. And you would be amazed to understand like how, how the conversion shift if you understand your user fast. And mm -hmm. I spent three years in Skyscanner building machine learning models to build recommendation. So yeah, I mean, I also did some fractional roles over a period of time in a small size company to learn more around the different industries. When I don't do my usual work, I, I <laughs> advise startups and uh, I'm quite I'm quite learning in this sector. So I do scale ups and growth companies, helping them build the product strategy, product teams, and that's very fascinating experience. I've been actually learning now as we talk. 
and um, i am a big believer of diversity so i'm a part of like women in product uh, chief and also recently a cpa founding member of cpo track so the goal is to build and mentor and guide the product people to go into the next journey that's me and on a personal note i live in london i have twin girls which takes my whole evenings and nights <laughs> and, and i paint uh, i'm a painter i learned it so i paint during my free time and i actually got some awards for painting so that's something that's fascinating <laughs> oh wow that's amazing i love uh, when uh, when you also have the artistic side to uh to yeah exactly <laughs> so nice it's, it's such yeah, an impressive journey uh, thank you uh, sorry what did you want to say no i was saying that when i when you don't get to do the creativity part of it when you are a designer i use that into a painting so that it's still i can mm. keep keep up to date <laughs> on my creations <laughs> nice oh, that's amazing thanks for sharing yeah i mean in your career you actually made a couple of transitions uh, so you mentioned that you transitioned from engineering to product management and also in your director positions you oversaw not just pms but also designers what was most challenging in those transitions for you and in switching between different <coughs> roles and functions yeah so it's been in the last 20 years i started with engineer then product manager then different scale up in the scale up companies Sometimes I manage designer, sometimes I manage actually customer success team. Mm -hmm. And currently I manage uh, designers, product managers and engineers, the so whole set of uh, product delivery as well. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the first, when I first took my product management role, uh, the biggest challenge I see is to change your mindset from a technical side to more of a strategic side so that you as a product manager, you start thinking about what is the vision you are trying to achieve, where do you want to take this product to. So it's just shifting in a mindset shift, thinking from a different perspective, the big big idea, and then working with engineers to get it get it delivered. So but when I manage different functions, uh, the challenge, uh, I think the good part of managing different function is that when I it really helped me to align the teams into a different OKR. So I believe in having a streamlined strategy and objective and key results. So the different teams can actually work toward the common goal. And the challenge is that to make sure that this team believe in that mission and vision and work together. So the way to the way I get over it, like I try to build the pods and the small teams, which build off in designers, engineers, and product managers together, so that they can work towards the common goal. And to be honest, uh, communication is the key, making sure that the team is talking a lot, so that everyone is talking to each other, learning from each other. So I did a lot of these hackathons when designers learn from engineers, engineers learn from product managers. That's a quite a like cross-functional collaboration, learning from each other, give them a problem to solve. They work together to problem to solve. And to keep myself to date of all these different function, I read a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I read, I keep myself keep myself up to date of all the new new technologies coming. For example, recently I did a course on generative AI for everyone. And I also keep uh, improving myself on design thinking, new products and tools are coming for designers. So yeah, so, so yeah, I think it's just more around keeping yourself up to date, make understand the problems in area areas and get better in that. I'm still not a perfect, I'm still learning. So <laughs> it's a long journey. <laughs> nice. 
uh, what's your process to stay up to date on um, on the necessary reading? Like, how do you identify the books or the courses that you'd like to take uh, or read next? Yeah, uh, that's a very good question. So depending on the topic I'm interested in and what the need of the company I am in, for example, if the company is building, uh, there's a lot of work going on around generative AI and the company wants to use around <clears throat> these skills. So I'll try to learn before I can advise mentor and coach team to use these technologies. I learn myself to see what are the advantages, disadvantages, pros and cons of doing it. So that's how I keep myself up to date and select what I need to do. And there are a lot of like uh, influencers like Lenny's and uh, I follow I, I follow Lenny, I follow Shreya, I follow a lot of other people who talk about different type of technology. Recently, I was hearing to Lex Friedman about he had an interview with Jeff Bezos. So it's about mm. uh, keeping yourself up to date of different what's going on in the world and also what's going in the economic, microeconomic conditions as well. So depending on what you need, it's just uh, pick and choose. <laughs> There's so much, but I would say don't try to do everything. Just try to streamline <laughs> few things which you want to like take a step by step and take a three months goal is to do this and the six months goal to do this. I also want to suggest that I used to really like Ben Thompson's newsletter. It's mm -hmm. really nice. I would recommend everyone personal note to read it because it gives an insight, not just the product, but the business tech, a lot of things so that you can actually decide what you what you are interested in. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really great advice, especially not trying to spread yourself too thin and try learning <laughs> everything. I know that I personally fall into this uh, pitfall all the time. <laughs> trying to yeah to focus on too many things you actually had experience of working in so many amazing companies like amazon expedia skyscanner of course and um, many others and we we already touched on a couple of skills that a product manager should have like communication or being able to set great goals and align the team are there any other skills that you would say are ubiquitous for a great product manager and is there such a thing as one archetype of a great product manager, or is it different from one company to another? Yeah, I think uh, I I'm suppose you have heard it from a lot of people that one size doesn't fit all. <laughs> Every company has their own ways of working and they have their own uh, style of product management. But if you think of it, like what is product? Product is something which you will be building to deliver value to the company, deliver value to the customers. So product manager's goal is to build those products so that which is like able by user, is easy to build and provide business value. So for example, in Amazon, this, the ways of working for product management is more around writing PR FAQ where they envision what they're going to build a product, like what is the product would look like and work backward from there. They understand the problem, opportunity, feasibility. So product managers in Amazon work like an owners. They take an accountability and responsibility of taking this product end to end from the start to finish. So they wear different hat in different stages of product life cycle. However, in different companies I have seen, product manager works like a facilitator, facilitator where mm -hmm. Where the business teams drive outcomes, but product manager help in decision making, feasibility of delivering the product, prioritization, and making delivery. So it's not one size fits all, but 
but I, I believe that if you have some specific skills for product management, it can be applied to any industry. It's more around were you able to be a visionary, were you able to see what you're trying to solve and think big and start small. You can be a visionary, but you have to take this in execution. So start small, start building an MVP, test it, uh, learn it, and then iterate it. And be curious about what you're trying to do. Be curious about the company outcomes. Be curious about the customers. Be curious about the problems. So these are the things really help the product manager to succeed. And and be data data informed. So try to collect a lot of insights around why are you doing it, what problem you are solving, and help and then measure the success of the outcomes you are trying to build from the product. Makes sense. And I think all those skills are so important. And I would like to dive deeper maybe into the skills that would be required for you to transition to higher levels, like the more senior levels. So what skills would you say are most important when you are a mid-level product manager and you're trying to get to a senior position or even to, um, to start managing people? Are there any maybe like top three uh, skills that you would <laughs> highlight? Uh, yeah, I think... Um... I mean, I have done it and I can share what I have landed when I move from being an IC to a, to a manager. Yes, when, you become a, when you become a manager, it's not, about, it's not about you, it's about enabling the people to succeed. So you're not only growing, you're not only growing yourself, but you're growing the team together. You're not only managing the product, but you are managing the people. So if I think of an analogy, I would say that as a product manager, you're building, as a product manager, director or manager, <laughs> you're mm -hmm. building a house. You can't, you can't build it yourself. You need the right people, right processes, right function in place so that you can live in an amazing house. Similarly, as you become a manager, it's your role to give the direction to the team, build the right strategy and empowering them with the right out, okay, OKR. So whatever the method you use so that they can deliver outcomes. And, and the biggest, um, my biggest part of my job now is focused on either on strategy or mentoring, coaching, guiding product managers, helping them understand their challenges, helping them navigate their challenges themselves so that they can get to the next level. So it's all about play well with others as you grow. So top three skills is like being empathetic, listen, <laughs> and, uh, and build an environment of a psychologically safe environment where people can trust each other. Awesome. So essentially, if we uh, if we were to summarize this into like three skills to focus on, uh, would it be mentoring or coaching uh, and helping people to grow to the next level? Yeah, and then so first is like mentoring, coaching, guiding them. Second is being strategic. Think about the whole product portfolio, just not being the product. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is more around how do you. I would say, how would you connect the dots to the business? Thinking about uh, what products you are building is how you're connecting to the business and, and making it and communicating it to the stakeholders in the C level and making sure that everyone understands what. So, like, communication is quite an important key skill as you grow in your career. Awesome. What's been your process to learn those skills? Because I imagine that, uh, for example, mentoring or strategy is not something that you could just read about you need to practice quite a lot um what yeah, yeah so, what helped you most uh, in in learning those skills yeah that's a very interesting journey for me uh, with the first one like mentoring so it's a very interesting journey it's like four 
I think five years back when I started doing mentoring first time in my life and and it became very fascinating about teaching and giving back. So I started taking men- mentorship by myself and started giving back to the people. So that's how I did like reverse mentoring and also and also giving back to the people. And it's and it in the last five years I feel like I have grown quite a lot and learned a lot from the from the people I mentor. I not only mentor product managers, I mentor engineers as well. For example, I think in Expedia, uh, there was an engineer, he wanted to move into product manager and he said, can you mentor me to get to the product management? So I started spending a lot of time and it wasn't, and I didn't think about mentorship that time. I just feel like helping him to get into pro. So this is, and it takes the time because different menti- uh, mentees has, different needs. Some wants to grow in a career, some wants to be learn and navigate the challenges, some wants to learn some skills. It's very important to understand their requirement and see what they need. So you're not hand-holding the mentee to learn. It's more around helping and guiding them to navigate the challenges. So mm-hmm. I have had multiple coaches in the last five years myself and being a part of Chief, I get uh, uh, learning from a lot of other women leaders who coach me whenever I need. So it's like an ongoing process. So that's how I started. And when you think of strategy, um, I know you're saying that there's no um, no therapy, yes, but still you can start learning strategy a little bit from the books and see like, I uh, play. I really like this book called Play Well With Others, Play mm. Well With Others. So it's a quite an interesting book to start thinking about how Ole has built his strategy. And similarly, I think I did the strategize big. It's like long time back, like five years back to think about how you think about different types of strategy, like a blue ocean strategy or a horizon one, whatever. So these are the different. And then you start implementing it in your work and get better in what you're doing. So it's mm-hmm. about learning the concepts, implementing it, learn it, test it, iterate it and keep. And eventually you start building your own strategic frameworks. So mm-hmm. mine are mine are only when i do it i only i focus on three key aspects like what are the core business we are building what is innovation and what's a disruption so i try to build a strategy around three key key pillars when i do it so it's, yeah it's again a learning process yeah <laughs> yeah i really like this insight on uh, essentially identifying the minimal minimal uh, product like minimal steps that you can take and then just iterating, implementing, uh, and uh, um, learning from from those insights and going back to you know the first principles and repeating this whole cycle again. I really yeah, like it. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel like leadership, strategy, communication, mentorship is a lifelong learning. So it's just every day, every talk, conversation I have with anyone, I learn a new thing. So today also, I learn a new thing from you, Ms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, I also I'm like 100% with you. I think every opportunity is a learning experience. Uh, so it's, yes. uh, it's great. Um, I think many, many product managers that I talk to, especially at more senior positions, sometimes feel stuck be- because they cannot move further up the ladder. Uh, so for example, they are senior ICs who are trying to move into people management or they are middle managers who are trying to move to director positions and they are just not able to find what's what's blocking them from going to the next level. So for you personally, I think this uh, transition was um, quite uh, quite quick. So you moved into director roles and you became a VP. What's been your process uh, in terms of growing and in, in your career? 
and maybe you could talk to uh, could talk about certain challenges that you faced um, as well when making those transitions from an IC to a manager and then from a manager to a director. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> it's a very difficult question you're asking me, and <laughs> let me uh, I can go through my challenges and see what I have done and how. So when um, when I was an IC, when I was a product manager and I was an individual contributor, my focus is mainly around what around going quite deep into weeds and getting this product out of the market and launch it and test it. So I was doing everything by myself. But as soon as I became a manager, you you need to learn how to let go and you need to start the one of the one of the skills I feel like people get stuff is like start delegating because then you are giving your baby to someone else to take care of it right <laughs> so <laughs> for example yeah. if i when i had a nanny for my twins i was asking them to take my twins to take care of it but she's doing her job because i'm empowering her i'm giving him or her the right processes similarly as a manager when you get into it you give the right processes environment tools strategy whatever is needed that time to deliver the outcomes so i think that's the biggest challenge is like delegation <laughs> I would say, and um, second is like um, when you um, and being very um, what is like what is the word I'm thinking like uh, because you are the decision maker, so you should have you need to learn that skill how to how to take decisions, and mm -hmm. as well as and you should be able to take some risk as well, right? So uh, that as a product manager someone is always telling you to do what you want to do so you you move from that mindset to another mindset where you actually need deciding what what needs to be done you are taking some calculated risk as well what what and based on those data some risk may fail or may may succeed depending but these are the other other shift you do as a manager and yeah so i think um, when you become manager to director, it's, it's a similar mindset, but it's become their portfolio become bigger. When you become mm. director or VP, you, let's say if you're a VP and going into C minus one role, then you have a lot of portfolios under you and a lot of products. And that time you don't, you not only manage your team, you manage stakeholders. And that's a very important aspect of being at, mm. when you become a director, it's all about communication. How you're communicating your strategies, your roadmaps with the stakeholders, how you actually building the function which people believe into it. How can you how can you actually changing the mindset of the companies that product management is not a support function, is a product-led growth function which helps the company to business outcomes. So you should be commercially aware. So I would suggest people who wants to move from uh, director to VP or senior man director try to understand the financials like what uh, what company KPIs are how can we move it try to have some proxy metrics and understand so that's how this is a different skill set you need to upskill yourself in some aspect and yeah I think there's again it's a learning process so people who are stuck in IC and they want to move to manager role I think I would say start I think again people management mentoring, coaching, if you don't have direct manage, direct people to manage, start mentoring, coaching people outside your ecosystem. And the second is try to see if you can manage multiple portfolio products, just not involved in one product. So it gives you aspects how to connect the dots between different products, it's give you a scope and help you to build strategy. And the third, third thing is like, if you can help someone, like if you can help your director or VP to help build a strategy, communicate to the external stakeholders. So 
um, become learn from that person and see if you can do that type of job is more around try it before you buy it right so try to do this yeah. right and maybe if you get if you enjoy it some people actually don't enjoy the role if you enjoy <laughs> it, then then yeah then i think you you will be up for uh, the next level amazing i love this advice what uh, what would you recommend to people who are considering those uh, types of role like fractional uh, cpo or like interim director uh, what kind of um, challenges and opportunities you see in such roles? Yeah, so f fractional, yeah, I, I did fractional roles for a period of time and my first fractional was VP of product in one of ad tech company. When you get into fractional role, you've been hired for a specific set, uh, a specific uh, um, job. Mm -hmm. So in some companies, they need someone to come and build a strategy for the product. That's the fractional role for somewhere is sometimes it's an organization transformation to change, to bring the culture of product led growth and set up the right communication and processes. So depending on the role is varies a lot. So I did different type of roles in law in over a period of time. So the when I when I was doing it, I really enjoyed enjoyed it. For me is more around learning different companies, learning different domains, and also and also to see how the fractional role actually works and how, mm -hmm. because in fraction, when you join fractional role, there's a lot of expectations from you. They, it's not like you don't have three months to onboard, you don't have time to learn and build relationship. It's just like on the second day, you start delivering value. So that's why like a very learning curve is quite steep. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, that's what I, I I like ambiguity. I like to learn new things. So for me, it's so it's very interesting. But and again, with every pros, there are cons. The cons is the con I felt is uh, since the fraction role are for a period of a time, you don't uh, get to see the impact. In most cases, you come in do the strategy, but you don't see this. You don't know whether the strategy is being built, what outcomes has been delivered. And for mm -hmm. some people, it's not they don't like it. Secondly, you don't in the short period of the time, it's very difficult to build long lasting relationship with the colleagues you are working with. I mean, I managed to build some, but it's very hard because you are there for a period of time and then you leave. So yeah, I mean, I would suggest people who wants to, who wants, who enjoys a variety, who wants to try something different, they can try it for a period of time and see if they like it. And if don't, I mean, you have always have an option to move into permanent. And then I moved into permanent because I felt like, for me, seeing an impact is a very important factor. So, and mm -hmm. that's why I'm now in a permanent job. Makes sense. So essentially, uh, if you compare like a fractional role to a full-time role, uh, it's more about the relationships and the um, execution of the strategies that you're able to do. Is it is it the correct summary? Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, yeah, that's the difference. And if you're if you're keen in more on execution and relationship, well, then fraction may not be the right thing. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. But I think it's a, a great way to expose yourself to different companies and learn more about different types of businesses. And I think you actually had an amazing exposure to different types of businesses, right? So you had um, travel, uh, travel tech, uh, consumer, uh, entertainment, video, so really different types of products. So do you feel like it's important to be uh, a generalist and be able to adapt to any product that you work at? Or is there also a path for spe specialization? Um, what's your view on 
being a generalist or a specialist in today's market? Yeah, I think um, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> being a journalist or a specialist, my point, I mean, if I, if you, ask myself what I am I call myself a like specialist journalist <laughs> <laughs> I'm a specialist in a product uh, which I feel a transferable jobs which I can apply in anywhere and uh, but I like to learn different businesses learn from different industries so I'm I'm not an expert in like let's say in edtech I'm not an expert in because I have not spent years and years in that industry but I I know enough to build products in net tech and travel tech and media so for me is is a good personally for me it's a very good environment i mean when i can use my skills in any industry and implement it and get the product and build the right amazing product to the consumers yeah so that's um that's what i was thinking like what else um and also i think when i feel when i hire when i my my mindset is when i hire people and when I'm hired when I was hiring in Collins and for director roles I was not looking specifically from travel tech on airport industry I was looking for someone who has those skills and transfer transferable skills from different industry because sometimes I feel like if you're in the same industry you actually thinking in the same direction but you're mm-hmm. bringing people from different industry different domain they have a different mindset different different thought process and that can lead to innovation so that's my and then I try to hire someone whose skills are complementary to my skills so that make it really good culture for innovation so that's what I do <laughs> I think that's amazing I think diversity and this cross-pollination across multiple industries is really helping to achieve um, some unusual or innovative results uh, so that makes a lot of sense Thinking about cross-pollination, I think there are a lot of conversations right now about product managers looking into product marketing or product design and kind of merging different professions and uh, um, thinking about the future of product management. Um, What would you recommend to focus on? How do you think the profession would evolve and what kind of skills would be required for product managers to be successful? Yeah. Do you remember, Anna, when uh, product management started, we used to call mini CEO? Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so I, I feel like product manager, I mean, personally, I, I wear different heads, different times, different time of your career, different type of your product life cycle, depending on where you are, right? So, for example, when in a discovery phase, product managers work a lot with market researcher to understand the market, with the data insight team to understand the data insights. But when they started executing in the launch phase, they're working a lot of engineers, working with a lot of engineers to help them guide the right, help them guide, take the right trade-offs. And and when you launch, you work on a go-to-market strategy. I remember when I did my first product role, I was doing go-to-market strategy. There was no product marketing that time. And uh, you work on positioning, pricing, a lot of these things, right? So it feels like there's a lot of overlap between different roles. So definitely the product manager and product marketing uh, are overlapped but technical skills are required in my view in tech industry so <laughs> if i give an analogy uh, i feel like technical skills is like water to your body which you need <laughs> to sustain and product marketing skills are like a nutrition for you to grow your <laughs> to grow your product and scale so they are all complementary skills so i don't have a specific point of view which which 
role which should exist or not exist but i feel like these skills complementary to each other and they are combined together make it like a product manager role so they can be adaptable in any industry in any role mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think you asked me another question what was the question what future skills yeah so essentially what kind of skills product manager should focus on uh to kind of bulletproof their careers uh, and to make sure <laughs> that they stay relevant in, in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, I think if you are in a tech industry, I still feel that product managers should understand the technology. They should understand what they are building. They should be able to take decisions whether you are building versus buy or what, what and help get, guide the engineers to go in the right direction. I think work together with them quite a lot. Um, and i think i feel like product marketing skills are complementary and they, you should you should know it um but again it's all depend on the how the teams are structured in the organization so it's more around the skills of making taking an idea building it and launching it in the market and actually talking about to the customers about the product so you can't just give it and hand over to someone else and say launch it to the market and just test it mm-hmm. so you need to see your product to see your baby you are growing it and you are you're giving the all the food whatever whatever they need <laughs> to grow <laughs> and get and yeah. get successful in their career <laughs> no that makes a lot of sense and uh, i actually feel the same that the core skill set would remain the same uh it's just maybe the how you execute might change but the fundamentals um, will still be there and will remain pretty much the same. Yeah. Last question from me, and then we'll move on to our Q&A. So if you have any questions, please feel free to share them in the comments. Uh, we actually talked a lot about product managers and good product managers, but I would like to dive deeper into what separates the good and the great, and especially when it comes to product leadership. Like when you're thinking about great um, senior product people, product leaders, what would you say separates the good from the great? Oh, that's, that's, I mean, everyone has different point of view, I would say that. I think, um, I mean, I follow some great leaders and I could say that they are the great leaders and the reason I follow them, I could talk about those reasons. I think it's the great product directors are the great leaders. They know, they know how to empower their teams, enable them to take risk so that they can they they feel safe to challenge each other they and they and they be innovative. And, and that's a quality of a, being a great leader to empowering your product teams. I think that's one of the quality I would see in great product lead, product directors. And second is I think they are very strategic and visionary. And they not only think of the small thing, what you're doing right now, they think of like three years ahead, like what is what, what is going to be done in the next three years and work backward. So they also they also balance between the strategy and the execution, right? So mm-hmm. what how do you how if you have three year version, what are you doing now? What are the steps to take to that version? So what are you doing now? How are you prioritizing it, helping the team to prioritize, building the right frameworks around that? That's again a very interesting thing. And the third thing is like product management is more is very ambiguous. Product manager mainly is very ambiguity, is full of ambiguity. 
I remember in Amazon, the first question we always ask, what is the ambiguous problem you have solved in an interview? Right? So mm-hmm. it's more around taking the ambiguous problem and converting it and building a solution. So people who actually dance in ambiguity I, makes a great product director because if you join a company as a director and say, okay, do something to grow the revenue to 10x, right? So it's more, you don't where to start, how to do it. So it's not, mm-hmm. don't afraid of ambiguity, but and taking this opportunity to innovate. I think that's quite a, I think the three, three skill, I would say. I think the, I, I remember one more, um, which I really like and which I always do is like, how do you connect your product solutions and outcomes to your business KPIs? So mm-hmm. um, I feel sometimes people just forget about the business, they focus quite on, okay, this is, this is our product team and that's what they're delivering. I think being a commercially aware, and thinking about how you, because you're running a business and, and helping the company to grow. So thinking about how do you, how do you t- mentor and guide your team that everything what you're doing is actually moving the, uh, your lagging metrics. So enabling to build a leading metrics around that. Yeah, and, and then again, different traits of leadership like empathy, listening, trust, mm-hmm. all these traits are make them a great person and a great product director. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally, totally agree with you. I would love to work with such, with such people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. Awesome. So I think uh, we'll now move on to Q&A. So if you have any questions uh, for Prachi, please feel free to share them. Uh, I have a couple of questions which were submitted before the broadcast. So I'll start with them. How do you build trustworthy relationship with your partners, like an engineering director or design director? Yeah, I think um, for any relationship to the build, you need to be human and to listen. I think that's the I think that's that's the tonic I always use. So if I need to build, if, when I was in product manager, if it, when I'm building relationship with my engineer and designer, it's more around working with them, understanding their point of view and listening to them, and see how can you work together to achieve your goal. As a director, it's a similar thing. It's more around getting in alignment on a strategy. So bringing those people quite early in the thinking is not about product managers thinking an idea, giving it to designer to implement it, and then giving the engineer to take it out of the door. I believe in, I don't believe in sequence. I believe in collaboration. So it's more around bringing all of them together early in the process, work together and listen to each other. And there will be a chances where designers, design director, challenges, product director. So learn and see how how can you all learn those challenges are. Sometimes they're good ideas sometimes and have the open mindset. And that's really helped to build a good relationship. Nice. We also have a kind of Christmassy question for the end of year. Uh, what advice would you give to product managers going into 2024? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, more advice and depending on the stage of your product career, where you are and the my advice is to, I think to learn, uh, learn from the different leaders and the best practices, how people have built the product and how and how they succeeded. Uh, for example, Lenny's talked to a lot of product leaders. Uh, he, they talk about their failures, their successes, how, and and also suggest there's a reforge. If some people know about reforge, they have artifacts there. So you can see different example scenarios. So I think it's more around seeing 
what is working in this current economy and what is not working and how can you use those best practices to and implement it in your product team and the second thing i advise i i i mean i do it myself being curious and hungry about the things like being asked question ask just don't do it try to mm-hmm. understand why why are you doing it what value it is giving to the users what value it is coming to the company so yeah so if you if you've been customer led asking why that's an, that's the biggest i mean if you haven't read this book called start with why i think i would suggest mm-hmm. read this book from simon like like always start with why and that really helps you to understand more question i think one more advice i would like to give which i really learned from amazon start writing <laughs> mm-hmm. writing really opens your thought process and you can think of uh, and you can think actually more innovative when you start writing mm, that's amazing uh, i actually just read today that you cannot over communicate <laughs> Uh, and i think writing is really really helpful in creating this transparency and visibility and obviously driving the thinking process which might lead to um a better product and a better um a better outcome as well yes yeah yeah exactly and now and when you keep writing a lot you can it's it is a skill which really helps you to be concise and clear in your thought process when i started writing i was writing like stories and stories and pages and then i started thinking and concising and then condensing it and it really and it's just like peeling the onion and and if you have not tried writing pr faq from amazon try it because it's just like every from every sentence you write there comes another question and think oh what will happen and that's really and it's very insightful and, and for me it was a quite a steep learning curve makes sense We have a question from Margo. Uh, how do you think product managers could use storytelling uh, in developing their careers? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, storytelling is a technique uh, which uh, everyone, every communicator should learn. And, and I mean, if you think of Margo, like about the storytelling, how it works, like. you start with your situation there's a <laughs> there's a spike happen there's something else happen and then go down i think there's some good articles in the harvard business review to be a great storyteller so i would suggest read look at those videos how people tell their stories and so having that great communication thinking about the facts you are using what the challenges you are having that story and how you achieved the outcome and how in the end you achieved success that's like a gist of your story and what you have learned during your process i think that's really everyone wants to hear uh for example i always want to hear give me an example of a failure a product which you failed because it really helped me how people navigated through the failures and how they come out of it and what they learned and what process and steps they have taken nice awesome uh and i think we have one last question um what books uh, would you recommend for product managers and especially product leaders uh, to get better and just to uh, develop their skills i think you mentioned a couple oh. uh, so we can just leave them under under this video uh, so you mentioned uh, play well with others and uh, blue ocean uh, are there any um, others that you would recommend yeah i think uh, what was that um, there's a uh, the book i'm reading i'm forgetting the name never What is a negotiation book? Uh, Never split the difference. 
Yeah, never split the difference. So I would definitely say everyone to read it because for as a product manager, your life is all about negotiation every day and really gives you a little bit of techniques like how to use it in your day-to-day life. I also like this book from um, uh, Lean Analytics. It's uh, called, um, I think it's in my bookshelf, is uh, how you, to use data to build uh, products. And that's, again, very interesting book. I really like it because it talks about different examples of how different companies use data to build their products. There was an interesting example about Airbnb. When they started, they were not having a conversion and they were looking at the data, what's going on. So based on the data, they actually hired a photographer and asked the photographer to go to every uh, host and start taking their picture and send them to certainly the in, in conversion boosted. So so that's another book I would say. I mean, actually, I read quite a lot. <laughs> the list of like a lot of books I need to finish. <laughs> and uh, there's a... Um, I, I, everyone have, I think most of you have read Inspire, Empower, Transform, Marty Kagan, that also quite good ones for product managers. Uh, um, yeah, I think the, the, the one which I recently read is Cultural Map. It's quite mm. nice to understand because when you're working in a product management or anywhere in any multinational company, you work with different cultures and it really helps to understand, to listen to their point of view, right? So if you're talking to someone from different country, this culture if you read this you can understand like why this person is be talking like this is not something uh, is like you say a style is a culture is not something related to you so that yeah. also really helps yeah yeah awesome such an amazing list and i think uh, uh, it will be helpful for people uh trying to find the reading uh for their christmas holidays so we'll share the list uh, in the comments uh so you can pick any of those books for uh for your days off amazing thank you so so much prachi for sharing your insight and uh sharing your advice uh i think there were so many interesting learnings uh, that you shared uh and uh for our listeners uh, there were a lot of interesting insights that they can they can apply in their careers uh thank you guys for joining us uh, this evening uh just before christmas it means a lot and thank you so much for your support and for your questions and I hope to see you in the new year. Thank you, everyone. I really enjoyed talking to you, Anna. It was insightful for me as well to answer these questions. Which I <laughs> so thank you and Happy New Year. And yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Bye. Happy holidays, everyone.